In this episode, I'm going to be playing with fire and courting controversy. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome to the Sea and Land Fitness Podcast brought to you by Sea and Land Fitness. If you want programs and gear to begin your military fitness journey, then head on over to Sea and Land Fitness's website, www.sandlfit.com. That's sandlfit.com. Com. Um, all right. Hey, uh, that was about the third take of trying to get the intro made. Um, and I did it. Uh, now I'm a little, I don't know. I'm a little off. I'm a little off. That is the biggest understatement of the, of, of the century. Probably. Um, I'm a little bit off. Uh, because of what this episode's about. Hold on. Let me have a sip of coffee. Peter Madeira, this is for you. All right. So I said I'm going to be playing with fire and courting controversy with this episode. And if you've, uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, you've checked the thumbnail. Um, and you, you, you got, you got bay clicked right into it. So um, I I guess I, I'll just come out and say it. So for the past nine months up until last Friday, not this Friday, I'm, I'm actually filming this on Friday, um, up until last Friday, or was it the Friday before? I think it actually was the Friday before. I was on Wagovi. Okay. Um, my doctor who is my cardiologist. So just to give you guys a little bit of background, um, I was 296 pounds and I was floating over a lot of it, uh, over 300, a lot of, uh, a lot of the time that I was overweight. There were, I think even times when I got up to 325, I'm six foot, in between six foot one, six foot two. So I'm a pretty big guy and I'm not. So just to give you an example, um, and I'm not saying I'm the same build or anything like that, but you have these things called, uh, uh, body types. Okay. Um, and the body types are generally, uh, you know, categorize so we can recognize who has more fat, who has uh, lower body um, center of gravity, all kinds of stuff. There's a lot that goes into it, and it's it's for biomechanical purposes, and it's so that we can understand locomotion, um, our, our walking day to day, um, and whether we're we're doing it correctly or incorrectly. Um, so. To give you an example of uh, of someone who is very large and very heavy and muscularly dense, um, The Rock, 
I think his weight is 260 pounds. Okay. So he's a big boy. He's got huge legs. He's got a huge back, big shoulders. He has a lot of uh, muscle mass on his skeletal structure, on his bones. He's carrying a lot of muscles. So I told you I was 296 pounds. So if you go back and watch earlier episodes, excuse me, of this podcast on YouTube, you'll see my face is pretty large. Um, I now weigh, I was on it for nine months. I was going to be on it for a year. Um, but, and I'll explain why I came off of it a little bit early. I was on it for nine months. I now weigh 264 pounds. So I lost about 32 pounds on it over nine months which is a very good um, weight loss over time. That's, that's, and, and, and I'm not patting myself on the back like, wow, you had a really good weight loss. Um, what I'm saying is I lost a pound here, a pound there, a pound there. Um, but I also have a, a background in sports science. I'm a sports scientist. I have a, which gives me a background in nutrition, a background in sports psychology. And I'm also, I was a psych minor in my undergrad. Okay. Um, so I have an understanding of behavior and actually it's, it's really kind of funny because, and this is where I go kind of on a little bit of a segue here. Um, not too far. So behavior is so there's 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 these two warring camps in psychology cognition which is our thinking what we do what we know how we know it and then there's behavior and these two warring factions think that cognition has supremacy or behavior has supremacy i'm in the behavior camp um and and just to give you an idea the uh the the cognition, the thinking, and I'm trying to put this into as layman's terms as possible because it really can. You get some stupid terms and people go, what are you talking about? So cognition is our ability to form thoughts, conceive thoughts, be creative, do all that stuff. Um, higher level brain function. And that is in the front of the brain and the upper part of the brain, whereas behavior, and I am seriously dumbing this down um, because it, it you'll go into the weeds. Um, behavior tends to be more lower brain. We call it our amphibian brain. Some people call it the mammalian brain. Um, I don't agree with that term, but... Um, your amphibian brain, your, your, your most, your, your, uh, sympathetic parasympathetic fight or flight, all that stuff. Um, those areas of the brain, I think lock in to, uh, to why we do the things we do. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because Wagovi sort of attacks that, 
All right. There are there are a ton of videos where you can find the mechanisms, find out how it works. I'm going to touch on some of that information, but overall, I'm just going to talk about my journey and what I went through on Wagovi. So nine months ago, I took it. I weighed 296 pounds. I had just come down to 296 from, I think, being 306 or 302. Um, hold on. A sip of coffee. Um, so years, where did that weight come from? So I was in the military for about 10 years, a little over. And uh, I got hurt and wound up having to go on some uh, medications for anxiety, uh, for, for agoraphobia and general anxiety disorder, PTSD, all that stuff. So I went on a bunch of medications. One of the, uh, one of the major, major effects, I don't call them side effects. It's, it's an effect of the drug. Um, side effect just means I'm giving it to you for this. It might also do this. The uh, might also do this is not a side effect. It's an effect of the drug. Um, so one of the effects of the drugs that drugs that I was on for my anxiety and all that uh, caused a slowdown in uh, metabolism, weight gain, um, a lot of fat to accumulate, not just subcutaneous, which is your regular fat under your skin, um, but visceral fat, fat around your organs and stuff like that. Now, I had some... And this is just genetics and the way my body developed. Um, I had some subcutaneous fat, body fat, but the vast majority of my fat um, was visceral fat. You could tell because you were like, you don't really look fat, but you're this weight. And we did an in-body and you have this much muscle mass. So the rest is fat and water. Um, so yeah, I mean, through simple process of elimination, you can, you can infer, you can assume without making an ass out of you and me, uh, you can assume that the vast majority of the, the adipose tissue, the fat that was on my body was visceral fat around my organs. So we really needed to get a hold of that. And I had struggled with that for years and I, even being incredibly active, never got down past around 280. Okay. So I could never break that threshold, never break that barrier and get down. Um, and was on blood pressure medication because I had really high blood pressure because of my body weight. Um, and the strain that it was putting on my circulatory system and my heart. Um, so that is what happens when you are overweight. Um, not when you're fat, okay. You, fat has something to do with it, but it's a math problem. You know what I mean? Um, you are over this weight for, um, your, uh, your, your heart. Okay. So, um, I just put a lift kit on my, on my truck. Okay. I have a gladiator, a Jeep gladiator. 
and I put a two and a half inch lift kit. So what this goes somewhere, don't worry. Um, I am now consuming more gas driving my gladiator than I was before because now there's this lift kit has more mass. It makes my truck a little bit heavier. Um, because of that, my engine has to work harder to push my truck through space. If you are overweight and increase the weight of your body, you put on a weight vest, you have adipose tissue, fat, you increase the weight of your body and your heart has to work harder. The engine has to work harder. So I was on blood pressure medication. Um, but I could never break that. I think I got down to 284 one time, but never I because I remember 285 was a big like, whoa, I broke 285. This is awesome. Um, and now I think I'm 264 point like five. Point four, like something really low and i'm about to push over to 263 so he said hey my cardiologist because that's who i go to um not because i have heart problems but because i wanted to i didn't want a general practitioner you know following my blood pressure um i wanted someone who deals with the heart and deals with you know, the circulatory system, you know, venous transfer, all that stuff. I wanted them, you know, working on me, you know, I, right tool, right job, right specialist, right body part. So um, you don't go to a proctologist for ear, nose and throat, right? Um, oh, that's horrid. But so I went to a cardiologist, great guy. Um and he said to me, hey, I'm noticing you're overweight. Do you want to go on Wachovia? So I asked him a bunch of questions about it and didn't know much about it. It was starting to hit the market um, and wound up going on it right before the big, before it started being in the news everywhere. So, yeah, I went on it in May or April of last year, May, I think. So I spoke to, I was still at um, the University of Florida, go Gators. And um, I spoke, I had already spoken to the physiology guru there. Um, the, uh, the guy who taught me physiology and advanced physiology, and he also teaches the medical physiology. And I had already spoken to him about the, uh, the blood pressure medication, lisinopril, because we we're going over a bunch of things, you know, um, muscle tissue in, in blood vessels and stuff like that. And, and I, I wanted to know about these mechanisms and how it worked and everything. And he was very helpful. And then when I went on with Govi, I told him about that. And he was, whoa, you're going on with Govi. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going on with Govi. It's, I'm going to try it out. Um, and we were having a, a bunch of really charged discussions about it because he was not 
very excited about it from a physiologist perspective. So I am going to give you, and I want to have him on later. I'm not going to name him, but I, I want to have him on because I, I kind of want to have this discussion with him uh, out in the sunlight. Um, so from him, and I've looked it up and verified everything that he said, we don't know how Wagovi works. We don't know why it works. We think we know why it works. We have some very clear scientific reasoning for why it works. And I've gone and 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 watched some videos. I think it's Dr. Atia, and he's very specific about the mechanism for how Wagovi and Ozempic work. But according to this professor that I that I was speaking to, he said, well, yeah, we know it affects that hormone or we know it affects this transmitter, but we don't know why it affects that transmitter. And we don't know what the long-term ramifications of the effect of that transmitter are. So what we did was we decided, him and I, because he's he knows the human body, um, I, he, we decided on a, pl on a plan and a course of action and I took it to my cardiologist and he said, you know what, that's, that's actually really smart. And that's something now that you bring it up, I might actually suggest to my patients. So what our plan was, was that I was going to go on it for a year because we didn't know what the long-term effects of the medication were going to be. I was only going to be on it for a year. Whatever weight loss I got in a year, I was going to have to sustain in that 13th month, you know, that, that month passed, what, you know, and continue on into the future. And, you know, with everyone on board, we had to sit and we had to come up with a, uh, with some kind of game plan. So what I decided to do. Because honestly, even though I'm getting all of this information and this support, this academic and 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 medical support, ultimately it, it the usage of Wagovi and my usage of Wagovi is up to me. It's hundred percent up to me. I'm not one of those people who the doctor says take this and I go on autopilot, and that's one of my biggest criticisms about Wagovi. So what I did, and this is where we really start getting into the meat of what's going on, uh, uh, and and I th what I think is effective use of this drug, and my criticisms of the current structure for how it's given. So I was going to be on it for a year. The first six months... I was going to not exercise. I wanted to see what the effects of Wagovi were on me, the subject of my little experiment, without any physical interventions. Okay. I was just going to, I was going to follow my gut, so to speak. And I lost quite a bit of weight. 
um i lost i think in the beginning i lost like 15 pounds within the first couple of months and then another 10 pounds after in in the last three of that six months all right and i did nothing now it was horrible why was it horrible the upset stomach sucked it was so it's not discomfort it's just yeah you're just it 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 your stomach is upset you feel nauseous i felt nauseous up until the end and i have an interesting story about that so I noticed over the nine months that my son kept asking me, dad, are you okay? Are you okay? Why? Oh, you just, you don't seem happy. I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong. So, and this, and those of you who, who suffer with pain, daily pain, um, chronic pain, like rheumatoid arthritis and stuff like that. Um, you will be able to identify with what I'm about to tell you. It wasn't until around the eighth month that I realized the psychological effect, the psychological indirect effect of Wagovi on myself. So I was nauseous the entire way through. But the body has a really great ability to dampen negative um, sensations over time. Um, like one of the tricks that I told my son, he stubbed his toe when he was really, really like a, uh, a, a toddler. Um, he stubbed his toe and he smashed the shit out of it. And I remember how upset he was. And I said, Bob, hey, kiddo, I'm going to do something that's going to hurt a lot in the beginning, but all of a sudden is going to make it feel all better. And he goes, okay. And I, I said, give me your foot. And I took my hand and I grabbed his toe and squeezed it. And he yelped, like screamed. And I didn't let go. I didn't like squeeze it for dear life. I just applied uh, quite a bit of pressure to it. And then I counted to, to 10 and then I let it go. And he said, how did you do that? And I said, Bob, it's really funny how the, how the body is. Sometimes, you know, you got to feel the pain for the pain to go away. And, and that's basically it. You got to feel the pain for the pain to not be noticed um and over time i wasn't registering the nausea that i was feeling but my body was and everyone around me was because my mood had become sour like my stomach and i've personally noticed in the past two weeks how much of a state change behaviorally I've had, how much of a huge change in my mood 
I've had that I've just really been able to experience joy again because I don't feel <laughs> nauseous or have an upset stomach. Um, one of the things, and this is interesting, and I think that sometimes scientists are knuckleheads um, because they don't, it doesn't occur to them. So one of the things with, uh, with Wagovi, with my upset stomach, I was having in the first couple of weeks, I was like, this is really bad. I don't know what's wrong. And my wife would just turn to me and go, when's the last time you ate? I don't know. And this was like six o'clock. I don't know. I'm like this morning. And she's like, that's not nausea from Wagovi. That's nausea because you're hungry. You need to eat something. And I was like, okay. And I would go eat, you know, something small because you really can't, you don't have an appetite for anything. And all of a sudden the nausea would go away. And I was like, holy shit. Why isn't this in, cause I read, I'm a nerd. I read that big leaflet, you know, that, that, uh, um, Magna Carta that they give you with the, uh, with the, uh, with the drug that folds into about 138 pieces. Um, it says nowhere in there that these hunger pain, that these pains will be hunger pains. And that if you feel nauseous, you should probably eat something. Are you freaking kidding me? What a bunch of assholes. I mean, it's like, and I asked other, I, I looked it up other things on nausea and they just blame it on the drug. And one of the biggest things you have to do is you have to take your phone and you have to set alarms. If you're taking Wagovi, set an alarm for every four to six hours and have a meal and have a high protein meal. You know what I mean? Don't get away from steaks. If you want a burger, have a burger, hamburger, not cheeseburger. Um, have a ham sandwich if you want one. Um, but have something that has meat in it, that has protein in it, because it'll say it'll satiate you. You'll you won't be hungry anymore, and you'll get protein. Um, because one of the biggest things, one of the biggest warnings um, that they have that's not in the labeling, but one of the biggest warnings that doctors and clinicians are giving are malnourishment and the loss of lean muscle mass, muscle tissue um, because of this. And they're like, oh, wow, we're having the loss of muscle in it. It's unexplainable. Bullshit. It's because we, you're not instructing people. And this is where, when I said before, I have a really big problem with the way that they give Wagovi. Wagovi should be given with a triad, okay? Ozempic should be given with a triad. What is that triad? Your primary care physician, the person who's prescribing it, and you should also, that should come along with the nutritionist to ensure that you're not losing muscle mass and wasting away and that you're not becoming malnourished, you assholes. And also a therapist, a licensed therapist. Why? Because this is a behavior-altering drug. Regardless of what they say it is, and, and this is a behavior-altering drug. 
And if you are not getting some type of therapeutic um, treatment, you know, psychological therapeutic treatment to go along with this, you won't understand the dynamics at play here. You won't understand because one of the things that I've I've seen in a bunch of reports on this, both on paper and on video, is that people are on autopilot. They take this, oh, I don't need to do anything. I could just take this drug and lose weight. And they're eating shit, you know, and they're, so I found this out. I had no idea. Some people are drinking like a lot. So one of the things that I noticed about it, and I didn't even, this is one of those hidden indications. Indications are the reasons why a drug can be prescribed by the, by the FDA. Um, and one of the indications is for, um, individuals who have problems with alcohol, because apparently it diminishes your tolerance and your, um, your, uh, what's, what do you call it? Craving for alcohol. Um, I found that to not be the case. Uh, well, halfway. It, I still had my cravings for a beer, um, you know, cause I like drinking beer. So I get, Hmm, I'd love to have a beer tonight. That's a craving. Um, that thought as it pops into my head is a craving. So yeah, I still got the cravings for my Guinness. Um, but I reduced the amount of Guinness that I was drinking. I would drink six to eight normally, which sounds like a lot, but I'm a really big guy. Um, now I drink maybe four at most, which is what it comes in, which is really nice. Um, so, but some people are not having the problem with not putting away alcohol and they're drinking tons of alcohol and not really eating. So they're, they're turning, Govi's turning some people into alcoholics. I'm going to get hit for that hard. Um, but my point is people are not taking in what they should be taking in, in this triad of a nutrition, of a, a, a clinician, doctor, a nutritionist, and a, uh, a psychologist, a therapist would really help in ensuring that individuals can go on the drug for the short term, uh, anywhere from six to 12 months and then stay and then come off the drug and maintain that weight loss. So one of the things that I did, I told you guys I had a plan. So my first, uh, step was six months, um, of just taking the drug being generally sedentary and not exercising, not doing any aerobic exercise or strength training. And I lost weight and I most likely lost muscle mass as well. Cause I was working up before then, um, with very, very limited success on weight loss. Um, hold on. Mm. Another drink. And then at the six month mark, at the six month mark. And on top of that, like I said, my wife was having me be conscientious about when I was eating. So I was making sure I was eating at 
specific times throughout the day, at least twice. Um, and I was observing my portion. That's the biggest damn thing out there. So generally the inside of your stomach is about the size of your fist. It can grow larger. Go to Cracker Barrel, eat the entire thing. Go to Chili's, get an appetizer, and eat your entire meal. This fist will turn into two fists or three. Um, but generally, the inside of your stomach is about the size of a fist. Okay? So I became very conscientious of eating within that uh, limitation eating within that boundary of that approximate size. So what I would do is, oh, and I'm going to piss some people off. I love this. I would go. So I started working out, right? Um, I would get done working out and say, oh, I need some protein. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Burger King. Yes, I went and got fast food, but I had a plan. What did I do? I ordered Whopper Juniors with no cheese, no bacon. I actually didn't get them with tomatoes and onions either because they give me indigestion. But a Whopper Junior is about that big. I would get maybe one, sometimes two, which was right about the size of a fist. Two of them is about the size of my fist. Um, And I would eat those and be fine. Why? Because I was eating very basic, I was making sure I got enough protein, and I wasn't really eating any fats whatsoever. I was staying away from fats. I did another thing, and I got away from diet sodas, all right? So I was using in my coffee um, stevia, and before that, I had used sweet and low or whichever would be there, you know, like Splenda or whatever. So I've actually, you know, that guru, that, uh, physiology guru, we've been having this big, huge powwow about, um, reducing the effectiveness of insulin by drinking, uh, fake sweeteners. So basically what you're doing, that's another story all in itself, and that's going to be another video. But essentially, if you keep telling your body that it's getting some sugar for energy and you instead give it Diet Coke, with has, which has no sugar, because digestion starts in the mouth. Huh. Did you know that? Um, and some of it involves signals to the brain and to the... Uh, the uh uh a bunch of the systems in the body to tell to tell the body hey get ready for sugar i just tasted something sweet this is going to be awesome we're going to have so much energy um and then it gets nothing because your coffee had truvia in it uh or your coffee had sweet and low or you ate a sugar-free cookie um that all of a sudden those insulin receptors turn off Wow. That's crazy. Um, so I actually started bringing sugar back into my diet. Why? Because at the six month mark, 
I went back to the gym and I went heavy. And I will tell you, working out on Wagovi is one of the worst experiences of my life. I have never felt like I was going to throw up during a workout more times than when I was on Wagovi. There, and my workouts are generally pretty high intensity, high volume, high load. Um, but there were times when I would just drink my pre-workout and I would feel like I was going to throw up before my workout even started. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with Wagovi that makes what they tell you to do very difficult. I did it anyways, just because I'm a stubborn son of a bitch. And I said, well, I'm going to work out regardless of whether I get sick. I will complete my workout. Um, and I was doing three. It started, I would say, the first two months. I was doing three workouts, seven exercises. And then this past month, the last month I was on Wagovi, I went from working out four days a week. Two of those were seven exercises. Two of those were five exercises. And the days that had five exercises, I was swimming a half mile both of those days. And the weight just, ah, the fat started burning itself off. What's interesting is about three months ago, I stopped losing weight. I stopped losing weight. So I went to, I hit 32 pounds lost. And what I think happened, so there's a couple of things. One, they say, there's a Wagovi uh, plateau, a barrier that you hit. Um, and that might have been the case. I might have hit that. But there's also, um, what do you call it? Uh, basically, I was building muscle. Okay. Protein synthesis. I was building muscle. And the muscle that I was building, uh, was offsetting the, the, the fat that I was losing. So I was losing fat and gaining muscle. Um, but I, 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 it was evening out and it was, it was looking like it was time to come off of it. So at nine months we cut it. Um, and I'm very happy to say that I am the conscientiousness that I have of what sizes I should be eating, the alarms that I've set for when I should be eating, overcome the hunger pangs that I have um, every once in a while, not very much. Um, so it, I, I personally feel if I maintain this um, after coming off Wagovi, I shouldn't have any trouble with my weight at all. Um, it'll require, but I was never on autopilot while taking it. And 
I think that's the biggest disservice that the medical industry, because uh, it's not just pharmaceutical companies, it's the healthcare providers too. The pharmaceutical industry puts you on autopilot by giving you a Govi and sending you out the door. Um, if you guys have any questions about this, um, please reach out to me. You can find me through the website. You can find me through YouTube, all of that. I am more than happy to discuss this with anyone one-on-one -on -one, um, if they're scared to come off of it because of all the horror stories they've heard and the news really loves. If it bleeds, it leads. Um, they love telling the horror stories. Um, but I think um, that there is there's a reasonable way to take this medication for the short term. Um, and I'm, I'm prepared to go through this journey with you guys. I'm prepared to go through this journey with whoever wants to reach out to me and, uh, we'll see where it goes. All right. That's all I've got for you guys for this one. It was, I don't know why. I think it was embarrassing to tell you guys I was on with Govi. Um, but I needed the help and that's, that's the biggest challenge is knowing when to ask for help. So um, if you listened all the way to the end, I really appreciate it. Um, I don't know that I did a really good job of, I think it was meandering, but I hope you followed along. Um, all right. Yeah. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, this podcast, as I said in the beginning, was brought to you by CN Land Fitness. Head on over there, www.sandlfit.com. You can get, and I got them in the background. If you're watching on video, um, we got the uh, we got all the hats. Some of the uh, some of the uh, multi cams I can show you, but they haven't come in yet. And then we got beanies because it's getting it's been cold outside. So get your head covered. Um, and everyone that I've I've gotten these for has absolutely loved them. So head on over to the website. Um, and we got the multi cam ones coming. Um, I'm actually wearing the shirt. I'm going to turn around. Hold on. Um, and I'm looking to uh, make new shirts that'll be coming out soon. And we got programs and we got all kinds of stuff. Oh, I finished the, uh, the three-tiered program. Um, the member site is going to be set up. I got some uh, sponsors. It looks like... Uh, we're going to be doing some deals uh, for some sponsors, um, for some equipment, and ba -ba 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 -ba. We might be doing something with the Army, the Navy, and the Marine Corps um, that you'll see in the member sites, and we're going to start shooting the videos in the spring. Um, and yeah, so that's it. That's all I got for you. All right, later. Later.